Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Checkmate. Beef's giving away his secrets here. You know, if you don't sort your lives out, guys... God's gonna, God's gonna get you. Come on, man! Like, if you do this for me, I'll believe in you. He's giving me like a compliment sandwich. Like, you're really unique. All that depression stuff, though. But your sense of humour. Oh God, I don't want to think about the end of a willy. <laughs> uh, beat your meat to this, guys. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Thanks for joining us. It's lovely to have you with us. My name's Beef. I'll be the host this evening. With me as always, I've got my two best mates. Say hello, Tis. Hey. And say hello, Bob. Hello, Bob. (laughs) You boys (laughs) all right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. <laughs> I need this. We need to pick up the energy. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have yeah. to carry you both through this episode on yeah, my energy. The thing is, we already know what the episode is, so we know it's going to be a good one. So I'm sure mm. we'll get into the swing of things pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so we've kind of broken tradition. It's very rare that we would tell each other what we're going to talk about on the show, but it was, it was important. Um, and necessary actually this time for me to share with Bob and Tiss what we were going to do because uh, I actually needed them to participate in something which we'll come to a bit later on. Uh, yeah, but we're going we've to... already recorded a little bit of this episode haven't we? We've been really organised this time round yeah. um, but just for the benefit of you guys listening we're going to talk about prophecy so uh, I know that this has been something which we've talked about for for years, actually. It turns out I hadn't realised it was years that we've talked about doing this, right? We talked yeah. about it in, in year one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been around for a while. When, you, when Bob... Uh, we started doing a lot of fate stuff. So we did the tarot. Mm-hmm. We did the Japanese fortunes. Yeah. And astrology. That's it. And we'd always planned to do this that would kind of fit in with that series. And it I was makes me want to try and it. finish the other one that I started planning because you was, you said you were going to do this one, and then I yeah. was trying to put together a palmistry one, but my yeah. palm reader 
dropped out and then I couldn't find another one. So maybe I'll try and get that organized again soon as we've we just reignited this series like five years later. <laughs> exactly. Who would have seen that coming? Hey. hey. <laughs> we're, we're, she'll have us eating out the palm of her hand. Oh, God. Well, maybe. Oh, sorry about that. We're, we're um, using all our puns for that episode that we're not on yet. So <laughs> let's talk about this one. <laughs> I'll have to... Well, although this, it might actually work for this episode. Um, yeah, so I just want to make it quite clear from the outset that uh, it's it's going to be a focus on prophecy from a Christian context. Most of you guys will know, unless this is your first time listening, in which case, welcome. It's great to have you with us. Uh, I'm a Christian, have been since about, uh, I think it's about 17, and uh, Bob and Tiss are not, and a kind of to kind of a lot on their own journeys, I guess, and just available and, and were um, happy to still participate in um, receiving some prophetic words from uh, some friends of mine from uh, my church, uh, Ellsbury Vineyard in Buckinghamshire. Uh, so this isn't going to include uh, everything. It's not going to include other religions. We're not going to be looking at... Um, Mayan prophecies we've we've done um we've done stuff like that and we've kind of dabbled in this and looking at different prophecies but not specifically in a christian context so this is what i'm going to be doing this evening now you've said that i actually think Mayan prophecies would be a well good idea for an episode yeah exactly (laughs) i was just thinking yeah uh, for sure that'd be awesome but I mean, it's even what I've got to say isn't going to cover everything. Um, but that's going to be our focus. So if you're looking for a more well-rounded thing that's going to include everything, you're not going to find it here because we would it would be a, a podcast that would be like six hours long to include everything. Well, you can say that about um, any one of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, and people do. <laughs> that is literally just the, yeah, that's the tagline. But it's always good to get it out there just in case people are listening for the first time yeah. and this is what they're expecting. It's what Stanley used to say about comics. Every issue is your first issue. So every, any one of these episodes, yeah. think of all our episodes, any one of them could have been someone's first. Wow. I know. I wonder which one, like, there might be someone now popping their uh, Weird Tales cherry right now. Welcome. We'll try That's... and ease you in gently. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're not right now because really this sorry. is live. But yeah, <laughs> for them it's right now, and if yeah, but for us right now it's not right now. It's a weird concept. So I'm actually going to begin with a video, which is not necessarily something we always do, uh, but it's a video which kind of just gives a really we, good. We do 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 it quite often. <laughs> Yeah, but right uh, at the start of the episode? Yeah, sometimes. Tiss, tiss, that's a Tiss move. <laughs> that's his Tiss's trademark. Yeah. I'm stealing a Tiss, I'm doing a Tiss. you don't do it that often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe I don't do it very often. No, this is this is my uh, this is my bread and butter, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just... I'm going to play a video which... Okay, so maybe I don't do this very often, um, but maybe I do. I need to li- listen through uh, and find out. Email in if this is Beef's normal thing, guys. Please don't. Yeah. 
Det er mere Lindstein. Så har været der kommet. <laughs> God. Oh, please, uh, <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, I've got literally so right. many emails that would just get lost in the sea of emails. Sixty-seven thousand, I think, in my inbox right now. I got zero. I keep on top of that. I can't be doing <laughs> that stuff. I keep on top of it now, but I'm not going to keep on top of what has already happened. Ugh. It's just a sea of. I would shit. have to delete that email address and start a new one. <laughs> I it's couldn't just do such a sick email though. Like you're not going to get better than that. It's just so simple. And .com, .com. Yeah. So we're just going to watch this short video when you guys have got it. So I've taken this video from Bible Project, which is uh, a YouTube channel that I sus- subscribe to. Uh, it's just a really helpful they've got loads of helpful videos on there on uh, how to read the bible and how to how you can get the best out of the bible basically and it just goes through basics um but within those videos there's actually quite a lot of um really interesting material and really helpful so when you guys are ready we'll go for it ezekiel obadiah habakkuk what do these names have in common Well, there are three of the 15 prophets that have their own books in the Bible. And if you've tried to read these books, odds are you got lost in their dense poetry and strange imagery. But these books are super important for understanding the overall biblical story. So let's talk about how to read the prophets. When I hear the word prophet, I think of a fortune teller, someone who predicts the future. That's what being a prophet means in many cultures, but not in the Bible. While the biblical prophets sometimes speak about the future, they're way more than fortune tellers. How should I think about them? Well, they were Israelites who had a radical encounter with God's presence and then were commissioned to go and speak on God's behalf. Like a representative. Right. And the thing that they cared about the most is the mutual partnership that existed between God and the Israelites. Right, the partnership. God rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt and invited them to become a nation of justice and generosity that would represent his character to the nations. And so this partnership required all Israelites to give their trust and allegiance to their God alone. In the Bible, this partnership's called the covenant. But the leaders, the priests, the kings led Israel astray and they broke the covenant. And so this is where the prophets came in, to remind Israel of their role in the partnership. And they did this in three ways. First, they were constantly accusing Israel for violating the terms of the covenant. The charges usually include idolatry, alliances with other nations and their gods, and allowing injustice towards the poor. Ah, so like covenant lawyers. Right. And so second, the prophets called the Israelites to repent, which means simply to turn around. They spoke of God's mercy to forgive them if they would just confess and change their ways. But Israel and its leaders didn't change. Things went from bad to worse. And so that brings us to the third way the prophets emphasized the covenant. They announced the consequences for breaking it, which they called the day of the Lord. Oh yeah, the apocalypse. Visions of the end of the world. Well, sort of. The prophets were mostly interested in how God would bring his justice on Israel's corruption and on the violent nations around them. And while explaining these local events, they often used cosmic imagery. Cosmic imagery? Yeah, like Jeremiah. He described the exile of the Israelites to Babylon as the undoing of creation itself. The land dissolves into chaos and disorder, no light, no animals or people. Or Isaiah described the downfall of Babylon as the disintegration of the cosmos. Stars falling from the sky, the sun going dark, 
For the prophets, when God acts in human history to bring justice, it's a day of the Lord. So the prophets aren't talking about the end of the world. Well, hold on. They're doing many things at once. The cosmic imagery shows how these important events of their day fit into the bigger story of God's mission to bring down every corrupt and violent nation once and for all. The prophets cared about the present and the future, and the cosmic imagery allowed them to talk about both at the same time. Got it. So no matter when you live, the day of the Lord's bad news if you're part of Babylon. But it's good news if you're waiting for God's kingdom. The day of the Lord pointed to the return of the exiles to Jerusalem. And once again, the prophets use cosmic poetry to describe it. They see a new Jerusalem like a new Garden of Eden, with all humanity living at peace with each other and with the animals. And there's a new messianic king who restores God's kingdom in a renewed creation. Beautiful. So those are the three themes in the prophets. These prophets must have been very powerful, persuasive speakers. Well, some were, but others lived on the margins. They would often perform strange symbolic stunts in public to communicate their message. Like when Ezekiel lay in the dirt and built a model of Jerusalem being attacked by Babylon. Or when Isaiah walked around naked for three years as a symbol of the humiliation of exile. So do people pay attention to them? Not really. The stories in these books show how the prophets were a minority group mostly shunned by Israel's leaders. And their writings were a kind of resistance literature. Most people ignored them, that is, until their warnings came true in the Babylonian exile. And after that, people began to take their words seriously. Yes. The works of these earlier prophets were inherited by later unnamed prophets who studied these texts intensely. They're the ones who arranged the Hebrew scriptures as we know them, including the books of the prophets. Okay. And there's 15 books of the prophets. The big three are Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. And then there's a collection of 12 smaller prophetic works unified on a single scroll. And in each of these books, you'll read stories about the prophets and their poems and visions, all arranged to show the cosmic meaning of Israel's history. How God would turn their tragic story of failure and exile into a story of hope and restoration for all nations. And it's that twin message of prophetic warning and of hope that the prophets cared about so much. And it's a message that we still need to hear today. I just wanted to play that because I felt actually that gives a pretty uh, good overview mm-hmm. of who who the prophets were, who the biblical prophets were, um, and kind of an introduction into the purpose and function of prophecy. Um, yes. I can explain it, and I will go into it a little bit now, but I felt like that succinctly kind of wrapped up some of those details. What did you guys think? I liked it. It was a good video. Um, I'd actually recommend... View, uh, listeners, if they want to watch it, it's worth watching. It has some good visuals to go along with it. I'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes. Yeah, but it did give like a good overview of some of the the big names in in prophetdom, and uh, the and some of the ideas behind prophecy. Uh, like like we we said when we spoke to the people we're going to speak to later on this episode, um, with them like it's not necessarily just like a, a I, I said to them i don't know if we're recording at the time i don't think so that i always thought of it as a christian version of like fortune telling which is not really what it is and i think a lot mm. of people see it as that mm. yeah and it's it's not that the prophets didn't predict future events and actually that happens and it still happens today that you might get a prophetic word um that predicts something that might be happening in the future uh, but it's not going to be, I think the way that I would 
describe fortune telling is it is precisely that it's for your fortune yes rather than predicting the future to help you kind of guide your way and navigate your way through it or to maybe be a little bit more alert to what's going on around you so i'm just going to look at a brief briefly what prophecy is what the differences between prophecy in the old testament and the new testament then i think uh, and within that, I'll look at like just two prophets to show the differences. And then we're going to look at the prophecies that you guys were given by Becky and James. Mm. And then uh, if we've got time, who knows what will happen. Then I've got like a, a, a fun final thing to look at before we finish. But we'll see how it goes. Does that sound good? So you just revealed to listeners that me and Tisk are prophecies. Or do we already mention that? Did we already I say I don't that? think we mentioned it yet. Maybe we had and I forgot. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, who knows? You said you said that we recorded something and it'll be later in the episode, <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. I, I wondered whether during the video listeners would just put two and two together and yeah, just work like, it out. If you think of the other Fate episodes, which we're linking this with, it is like we experienced these things. That's the point of them. They're mm. like experiments. Yeah. Um, and, and we did. We got stuck in. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was wise to, or at least it would be useful for you guys to experience it for yourself, um, rather than me just talking about it. It's uh, particularly when it's something which not every Christian believes, but I certainly believe that you know we can still hear God speak to us today. This wasn't just something for the Bible. Um, but uh, anyway, so what is prophecy? So as the video explains, there are kind of three main purposes for it. Uh, the first thing is kind of speaking on behalf of God. So all throughout the Bible, um, many people would come and speak to a nation or to an individual or to a group of people um, and share something which they felt God was saying to them. Um, so as the video showed, it could be something which is kind of warning them about something which might be coming or their actions are taking them down a very destructive path and it's it's more like a reminder than a warning it's more like a reminder like don't forget what god's hope is for you don't forget god's vision for you is this it's it you know don't get lost in your own selfish ambitions try to remember what it is that god wants for you and remember why that's good rather than um chasing over uh, after your own stuff which kind of ties in with the second purpose, which is that it would be to predict uh, future future events or things which might happen. Though those things might be positive, or like I say, it could be um, not that it would necessarily be a prophet's idea to bring a negative kind of prophecy to to someone, but it's it's more like a warning. Like I say, it's more to just remind them of the good that's in them and the good that's in the people that are around them. And that would happen. And that happens all, all through the Bible. Uh, none of it is, you know, if you don't sort your lives out, guys, God's going to, God's going to get you. It's more, don't forget who you are and don't forget who God is calling you to be. He's calling you to be a people who are great. He's calling you to be a people with peace. So stop fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And it would always happen or it tends to happen. If you look through the old Testament in particular, Normally, if there's like war breaking out between nations, you know, some prophet will come along and say, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a minute. Uh, you know, this isn't this isn't what God would have for you. Um, and I guess the, the final thing really 
is uh, that prophecy is it's almost like the authority to speak on the on behalf of God into a situation that's quite specific. Um, so uh, there have been times throughout my life anyway where I have been given quite a specific word or I've actually given one to someone else um, completely, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just putting myself in a, in quite a vulnerable position to speak something out which I feel is from God. Um, and there have been numerous times where I've seen a specific word that I've given um, kind of come come to fruition, if that makes sense. Mm. So I was trying to think of an example of that. Uh, I was trying to think of an example of a particular time that I've given quite a specific word from God. Um, and okay, I guess the, I guess one I could possibly think of, which which was something which I um, it was years ago, and I was speaking to a friend of ours who we know from Beef's, Beef's giving away his secrets here. <laughs> it's not necessarily a secret, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just in terms of a specific word. So I was speaking to a friend of mine that Rachel and I both know from uh, this Christian conference that we go to each year um, called New Wine and you get about 10,000-ish Christians there um, in one week in in the summer and uh, we were speaking to a friend of ours who was kind of overseeing the youth, the the youth programme that was on site that week Um, and I felt as if God was showing me that he was... um, that God actually had work for him to do in Africa. Um, and I had I didn't really know this guy very well, so was, I was kind of putting myself on the line just by saying this. And I just mentioned it to him, and I said that I just felt like over the summer, before the summer was over, I felt like God would specifically give him guidance as to how it would happen if he was going to go to Africa, because it would mean him moving his family and kind of dropping all his ties here and then moving to to um, Africa. Um, and he kind of looked at me and said, oh, that's really kind. Thanks very much. Um, and I think I gave him my email address and said, look, let me know if it happens. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, no harm done, hopefully. But this is just what I felt. And he, he messaged me in the October of that year to tell me that he'd been given some money to go and start this this project in Africa. And he'd been wanting to go to Cape Town and um, sort of work with some of the townships over there uh, for a while, but it just had never really been happening. Um, but over the summer, things happened quite quickly, and he got given a grant by someone to go and start this this um, this program in in a poor community in, in Cape Town. And uh, yeah, he's he's just come back this this year actually. So they've just I think they must have been over there for about six or seven years, I guess. So. Um, that's one example I can think of off the top of my head. Mm. So can I ask a question? Please do, yeah. Um, as a complete ignorant. Sure, go for uh, it. Please do, ignoramus, yeah. if you like. <laughs> um, so, so say you're uh, open to receiving a prophetic word or message. Yeah. And, mm. and the idea is that this is uh, a message from God or some force of good, yeah? Yeah. Um, what? How would you say that you know when that message comes into your head? How would? How do you know that it's that a prophetic message rather than just um, just a a wandering thought? Just a wandering thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So what we tend to do, that's a great question, by the way, and I'm really glad you've asked it. Thank so you. basically, yeah, it's a great question because how would you know? And actually, how would you trust someone, you know, particularly if you don't really know them very well or if they're not someone that you've met even? Well, especially because you say like, um, so if you, you could influence someone's um, mm. life, depending on how yeah. serious the message was. So you really yeah. want to be sure that you're guiding them on with some sort of knowledge rather than just a stray thought. You don't want to say, hey, go and mm. do this and because you just like thought it and then they go yeah. and do it and it's, you know, something. But if you believe it is genuinely a, a positive message being delivered through you, then you'd have more confidence to give it. So what gives you that confidence to know or to just know? Yeah, that's such a great, such a great question. So I think in terms of confidence from the person giving a prophetic word, um, there is a degree of risk in terms of you actually giving it. And I think it it's down to your own wisdom to share that with someone and say to them, but also say to them, look, this is, this is, could just be a random thought that's popped into my head mm. or it could be God. So um, listen to what I'm about to tell you, but e- equally go away and think about it and pray about it and look at your own circumstances and see if it's wise for you maybe it might not be for you right now it could be for years down the line and it's uh we kind of i suppose one of the terms that we would use for that is weighing up so you just kind of sit on it for a while and kind of chew over it and you'd you'd as most people i would speak to would, would pray about it and meditate on it and just think about it and just does it feel right because you know some of some of the most really specific words that I've been given have come to pass, but it's it's not something I've just jumped into, um, and I would never recommend that. And I have we've all had like horror stories, unfortunately, of people who don't do that, who don't follow up a prophetic word with, but don't don't jump into it, don't like sell mm-hmm. your house or. or um, sell all your stuff and you know follow what I'm saying because what what is you know that's there's no wisdom there. Go pray about it and see what you think. Um, and I think it's also really important to say that when it comes to um, prophetic words, the term that we use in the vineyard is that you're you're not digging for dirt on someone. You're you're mining for gold. So you're looking for positive stuff. Oh yeah, James said that when we were on the call with them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's so actually, um, and it says that in the Bible, it doesn't use that phrase, but basically in the Bible, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, it talks about prophetic words having to be encouraging. They've got to be uplifting, um, you know, so it's not doom and gloom. It's not going to bring harm to someone. Um, and it's not every day that you would get a really clear, specific word from, from God over something. Mm. Um that doesn't happen all the time. It's it certainly only happened to me maybe two or three times uh, in the fifteen or so years I've been a Christian. So it's not a regular occurrence. It's so it's super rare. When it happens, you're like, oh, yeah. So one <laughs> one example was um, when I was in Africa. Someone was praying for me, and um, was it the witch doctor? No, <laughs> no, not <laughs> that guy. No, I prayed for him. Bring it back to episode two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all those years ago. Um, but someone, someone, I, um, someone was praying for me then, and, and shared that they felt that I was that God wanted me to be a youth pastor, and I guess that felt right to me. That was something I wanted to to tr- sort of do, um, 
and um, I have been one. Yeah, Tiss, have you got any words or um, any uh, any questions or anything like that? Uh, Bob's asked the bombshell elephant in the room question, I guess. Um, yeah. But does that help, Bob? Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen some horrendous things, though. Not Again, luckily not too much, but I have seen one or two prophetic words given without any care. We could do a spin-off episode where you dish all the dirt. <laughs> yeah, luckily I wouldn't be able to tell you any names or anything because it happens, like, usually it happens at conferences where you get loads of different churches come together where people might not have the same values on this kind right. of stuff and they're just, some people might be a bit more brazen. Church um, Because they're quite... Well, I guess so, yeah. Um, well, that sounds really boring. But as soon as they're you're really nice to them, as soon as they go, you're like, oh, they're a bit brazen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that kind of answers that. Uh, okay, yeah, so if you guys haven't got any more questions, I'll just move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, it's not me at any time, by the way, if you've got anything you want to say. So I just want to quickly look at... The Old Testament and the New Testament, because mm-hmm. prophecy has a different kind of purpose. Um, so the Old Testament, um, particularly when you look at the major prophets, like we just saw in the video, it's kind of pointing towards Jesus. So a lot of Old Testament prophecy, um, there's actually over 300 prophetic words given in the Old Testament that Jesus fulfills or that are fulfilled. Isn't Jesus New Testament? Jesus is New Testament, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm with so, you. But by, oh, okay, so but, it prophesizes yeah. in the old and then the J-man turns up and fulfills yeah. his destiny. Yeah. So where does the Old Testament end? Uh, so Christmas. the Old Testament... What, <laughs> 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 Jesus' is birthday? Um, There's a detective and he picks up a card <laughs> and it says, like, Jesus on it. And they're like, who's this? And then the credits roll, and then the next day... <laughs> you're invited to the birth of Jesus. And then uh, the so the Old men. Testament um, ends with a minor prophet called Malachi, and then the Gospels, the New Testament, begins with Matthew. So there's about, I think, there's about four... They Well, a scholar's best guess would be that there's about 400 years gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Shit. Talk about a long-awaited sequel. What, when it was written or when it was written about? Uh, so when it was, from when it was the, written. So Malachi, from the time of Malachi, roughly. Yeah, because they're written uh, talking about the current times, aren't they? Like the New Testament is written contemporaneously with what it's, what it's talking about. Or was it written after the fact in memory? So, uh, a bit of yeah, both. So the Old Test- yeah, so the Old Testament was, um, you get a lot of prophecy looking to Jesus and looking to how the Old Testament and the law and um, all the prophecy given there is all kind of wrapped up and fulfilled in Jesus. Yeah. Um, however, there are some prophets like, so for Daniel, for example, a lot of his, a lot of his stuff is really apocalyptic. So a lot of it Ooh. would look to end times. So, which is when Jesus, Jesus talks about the end times and um, that's what revelation, the book of revelation, a lot of that is uh, John, John giving his or having visions and writing down the visions he's had of uh, end times stuff. So New Testament there's is kind of veering towards new times. Is the four horsemen 
that a Christ the, the that of Christian thing. That's the end it times. Is, yeah, the four but horsemen it's... come in, pestilence. Yeah, uh, and the other no, three. You're right. It's um, <laughs> this is Tiss recounting is, his it's... memories of the Bible again. People, people <laughs> yeah. loved <laughs> people loved that Herod talk last time. This is Tiss recounting the Bible yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't wear those pointy hats though. Tiss explains the Bible. So, isn't the New Testament? Stop me if I'm wrong, but isn't the New Testament like a bit of a greatest hits? Like. Loads of people wrote it and they just took like the best bits and mashed them together. Yeah, but the Old Testament predicted the New Testament 400 years before it happened. Some so of the events. Be... The Old Testament predicted some of the things that Jesus would fulfill. Yeah. So the New Testament is basically... Um, Return the, the gospel. It starts with the Gospels and it starts with Jesus being born. <laughs> um, and uh, looking through his life and through the ministry of Jesus and then his death and resurrection... Then uh, you in Acts you get um, like the birth of the church. The early church is kind of born, and um, you get the apostles kind of carrying on with um, with the work of Jesus, basically. Um, right. So and then so Paul, the apostle Paul, is is actually one of the guys that wrote most of the New Testament. I think he wrote um, that like. I don't know how many letters, but a lot of the letters in the New Testament are to individual Show churches or communities. They carried it by letters, not even words. <laughs> but a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of what Paul did um, is uh, some of it is prophetic, but a lot of it is more just like wisdom and just how to how to conduct yourselves and um, the kind of people that that God wants you to be. Yeah. So they are very different. So the Old Testament is very. Um, a lot of it is uh, either about Jesus or it's about the nation of Israel. So you think of a whole nation and the weight of of a word like that. Um, which one? I remember we spoke about this before. Which one has the most psychedelic style stuff? Old Testament. Uh, I think Old. you'll think. I think yeah. You think you might be thinking of Isaiah. Maybe we. I think we we mentioned it. You mentioned at one point. I think we brought it up and it was like, what has the most trippy like stories? And I think you said Old Testament has some like crazy cool stuff in there. I'm sure that every question that we're asking to us, we've, yeah. we've asked Beef on the show before. Like every yeah. single thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Beef, as a theology student and a Christian and prominent member of a church and all of this, this must give you an absolute yeah. headache when we're just like, wasn't there a bloke called John? <laughs> <laughs> no not at all did Jesus have long hair or did he just get depicted that <laughs> way I mean we are the voice of a lot of the listeners to be fair that's what I, I want to be I want to ask the questions the burning questions the burning yeah, issue definitely. the burning bush what psychedelic bits are in the, the bible old testament but you guys are not gonna I shouldn't expect you to know any of this stuff so it's not you're not asking stupid questions. I know that there was a load of pigs that got pushed off a cliff. <laughs> I went to church once. I I I had a, I had that cup that book with the pictures. I think I know quite a lot about the Bible. Pointy hats. We've we've discussed the pointy hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's part just part of my knowledge of the Bible. Uh, that's just part of it. Yeah. That's just and that's New Testament. <laughs> That's a tip Old of the te- pointy hat. I have iceberg. read the Old Testament, though. I, heard, I read <laughs> the Adam and Eve story. Right. Because that's, it was not like, the old te- that's not the whole of the Old Testament, though. No, but I read, like, 
I've read more of the Old Testament than I have the New. Right. Right, okay. Because I've read the Adam and Eve bit. Yeah. Because it's the start, and it's it's quite tasty at the start, because it's like the garden, the snake. There's a bit where it gets to like just loads of lists, doesn't it? Uh, the baguettes. You see, there's like you've got the law books, so you've got like Deuteronomy, Numbers have a lot of the laws. Um, where did the baguettes come in? Baguettes. Yeah, I always hear there's the big, the big hats. <laughs> <laughs> no, we discovered we discussed that already. That's Herod. <laughs> the hat fashion came in around New Testament. There's a bit that I hear that I hear referred to as the baguettes, like such and such baguettes, such and such, such and such baguettes, such and it goes on and on and on, and people refer to that oh, bit as right. the baguettes. This baguette that, this baguette that, yeah. Yeah, nice crusty Look- baguette. <laughs> <laughs> love baguette hate hate baguette love big hats and baguettes streams of milk and honey uh mate i've never heard of it uh described like that but i love oh, okay. it um i actually heard someone on an american podcast recently referred to it as the baguettes and i was like oh that must oh, be what baguettes. people call it but maybe oh, right. it's just them no oh, i don't know maybe maybe it's an american thing yeah but, um <laughs> You know, that is a part of it. So I think that's probably why people don't read the Old Testament because they're like, oh, just, they read that bit. Because there's something like 600 laws that. Yeah, I just they think of Homer falling asleep and listening to it on tape and falling asleep <laughs> yeah. at that bit. And there's our Simpsons reference. Simpsons <laughs> oh, yeah, reference of the week. We've made that reference like so. That might be the most <laughs> go to reference we've ever, we make. The good book <laughs> on tape. <laughs> a good book on tape Ooh, it's read by Larry King hi I'm Larry King in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without air beget Phineas Phineas beget Abushua and Abushua beget Ahimaaz Ahimaaz beget beget Amariah onward Amariah begets Ahitub Ahitub beget Shalom begat Hilkiah. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Well, that's it. My old friend Duke Zeva standing by. We'll get some coffee. We'll get some matzo ball soup. I love the San Antonio Spurs, by the way. If you're betting in the NBA this year, I think they're going to win it all. So I guess there's nothing more to say, but... Yeah, so I think that's probably why people don't read it, but actually... But yeah, I think I think Tiss is right. I think actually a lot of the tasty stuff is in the Old Testament. Um, it's it is quite tasty. There's loads of violence and like people Alcoholics. are really violent. And there's loads of yeah Noah, uh, big Alki, bloke who built the boat. He's yeah he. I wouldn't trust him really to drive drunk. a boat. <laughs> He's been drinking that much. <laughs> yeah, he got really drunk and got naked in his and just like. Yeah, loads of um, See, yeah, I know loads that. of stuff like that. I know some like choice cuts, burning bush. Yeah. Anyway, we've we've gone fifteen Sorry. minutes off topic now, yeah. so let's. Um, I guess it's on topic, but yeah, definitely tangent. on topic. Yeah, tangent. People ask for more uh, Tissing Tissington talks the Bible, so they got it. Talks the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> this a spin-off <laughs> show that's coming soon. <laughs> Something the readers want, but Beef definitely wouldn't. Yeah, because it's something just that people think they want until nonsense. they hear it. <laughs> it's it's basically what I can remember of something that I only half read 
but I'm kind of there most of the time. There's there's like maybe one thing that I get right and the rest. Maybe is we just should record it as like a premium episode. If people want to want it, they can pay for it. We'll do a test recounts of the Bible. I wouldn't mind reading the Bible and then doing like a sort of sort of run through of what I like, you know, from the, the start messages to finish. That you, like a non Christian, what messages they took from it. Yeah. Definitely. Mm, that's interesting. It would take ages. It would. Best and, and Bibles don't get the, you don't get a, hot, a Bible in every hotel room anymore. Not in the UK, at least. No, I don't think you're allowed. Oh, really? No. Is that an American thing then? No, you've, you. They used to, but they I used think it to, just. Yeah. No, you don't get it anymore. We were given it's... them on the first day of secondary school. I don't know if you guys were, but when I lived in Cumbria, when I started secondary yeah, school, yeah, I got one. We were given one. But the hotel rooms, they yeah, they stopped doing them in hotels a long time ago. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I that guess that was the probably first be- time I ever heard the word Bible basher, and I didn't know what the fuck that <laughs> meant because someone, I was like, oh sweet, you get a free book, and it was like it was this like thin paper, <laughs> like really thin paper, like the oh, paper it was, was really thin. It was that strange paper, and someone I. It's embedded in my mind, and someone said, "Oh, what are you a Bible basher?" Yeah, and I just thought, "What? Like, do I hit this? Like, what? Like, I did, I took it so literally." Oh, see, I thought it was like, like you love the Bible so much. This is me being really crass. This might be a Cumbrian expression. Having a bash it was oh. like having a wank, <laughs> masturbating. So you was a way Bible too young basher. to uh, to know what that meant. No, I thought it was like. I just thought like bashing. Oh, it, no, the, like, I think it's that you're bashing people the over the head with it. Like you're bashing. Yeah, it, yeah. that's what I thought. But it's just yeah. yeah it's, it's funny thinking. Yeah, it's, I'm really sorry that I took it in such a disgusting direction <laughs> when I realised exactly what they actually meant by it. Yeah, you're bashing. <laughs> no, you're bashing your beliefs over other people's heads. Basically, you're like yeah, yeah. The way that you the way that you share your belief is quite aggressive. Yeah, like you you'll be quite aggressive with the way that you talk to people about it rather than. Not doing that. Yeah. Um, is Ned Flanders a Bible basher? Uh, no. Out of the way, God boy. <laughs> no, he's not. No, no. It's so a Bible basher in my in my mind would be like, and I don't know if you guys have experienced it or seen them. You must have seen them. The guys standing on like crates or soap boxes, shouting. Oh at people. yeah, we get a load of, like we get bashing. people doing that in Leeds about being vegan. The uh, oh, the vegan bashers. Really? <laughs> Oh, for crying out loud. Is it, you do. Uh, it's like the Westboro Baptist Church, yeah. I guess. But no one standing on a bin shouting at everyone walking past has ever convinced someone walking past of what they believe in. Exactly. Like, But why is that? I don't get it. This is, it makes me embarrassed. Like, mm. why? Uh, I'm going to make this really clear. God doesn't care if you're a vegan or not. Is that is that what is so they're saying you shouldn't no, be no, vegan? No, no, it's nothing to do with the church. It's just vegans trying to convince other vegans. Oh, but sorry. I consider it the same thing. Like <laughs> church so, girls, okay. just like don't go vegan. Yeah, like <laughs> someone shouts, someone there. standing on a bin shouting to be Christian is not going to convince anyone to change their mind. It's the same way that a vegan standing on a bin shouting at everyone to become vegan isn't going to change anyone's mind. It will change their mind to have another steak, maybe. It would just piss them off. Yeah, exactly. It would, yeah, or, yeah. At best, be amusing. At best, mm. and that doesn't do anything. <laughs> it happened to me at work. Um, someone got really cross with me about being a meat eater. Really? Um, and, You're never um, going to convince so anyone said, by guilt tripping them like that. 
But I, so I, I said to this individual, this was a while ago, I said, well, how many times have you been on holiday this year then? Because her thing was all about the damage it does to the planet. Right. So because it made me angry, I said, she said, oh, I've been to Malaysia and I've been to Crete and I've been to, that's okay. So your your travel, your airplane travel, you've, you have done more damage to the planet than I do eating meat. And it was enough to shut her up. And I didn't know if it was true. I was just like, oh, just leave me alone. And that's what it does to people is it makes you think, just leave me alone. Beef just became Twitter personified. I don't know if it was true. (laughs) I just shouted at someone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what Bible bashing does. If you hear it like that, it's not going to make you listen. It's just going to shut up. Bible bashing. Get out of my face. Bible bashing. I like that Tis described like, well, am I supposed to hit someone over the head? And then you went somewhere way more crass. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry about that. It's fine, don't worry about I it. I might delete that. I might bleed that, myself. I think you're mixing it up with bashing the bishop, which is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that comes from though. Like because is that... you've got like a hat on top of it, like a bishop's hat. <laughs> What, like a chess piece one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end- Checkmate. Think of the shape of the chess piece and think of the end of a willy. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to think about the end of a willy. <laughs> and there is your soundbite for the start of yeah, the episode. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Oh god, god, I might have said that as my ringtone for this now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Oh, that's terrible. We have diverged on topic, but yet very (laughs) much off topic. This has just turned into like, let's talk about like the Bible, whereas. Let's let's make Bible themed jokes. (laughs) We haven't even got into the actual prophecy yet, and we're nearly an hour. Oh my god! Well, I think that's oh a good. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to get into it. Um, okay. Hopefully, I've kind of uh, made it a bit clearer as to the maybe the differences <laughs> between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah, I'm sure everyone is totally clear. And Bible bashing and bashing the bishop. And at uh, this point, no one can remember what we were saying. <laughs> exactly. No. They exactly. forgot what episode they were listening to. But I've I've just looked through my notes and we've definitely covered it all. So I think now would be a good time to talk about your experience and what we did. Yeah. 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 So and bring us back down a little bit. Otherwise it's gonna become a weird news. That's what it's that's what people think they're into. So, um, Tis, did you get a chance to re-listen to the audio? Yeah, I had a little re-listen. I didn't get to re-listen to the whole lot, but I had a little flick through mm-hmm. and Yeah, like the the first one, I think I know what you're going to say. The first one about the black toenail. Well, we'll come to what. So what happened was, uh, so Beef, like he said, he got uh, a few of his friends uh, from his church who don't know me and Tiss at all. That was the point. Because uh, Beef, often, you said that- actually, that was a question. How often do you or they prophesize on non-believers? Is this a yes? Because I wondered if that was a real challenge. I I wonder if that was a challenge for them because it felt like we'll come to the audio in a minute. But I felt like almost like it it was like easier for them to get stuff on Tiss than me. And I don't know if that's because Tiss is more um, open uh, spiritually than me. 
I don't know, not necessarily. It's it doesn't happen as uh particularly when again I think it's in one Corinthians it talks about the church the prophecy is for building up the church. So it it one of its purposes is to be used to encourage people who go to church or to be mm-hmm. who would find themselves in the church every week. But that doesn't mean it can't be used for non believers. Um as to how often it happens, not very often. Um mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things like you have to want to do it um, mm. and it depends on the context. And so I think, for example, so years ago, probably talking about um, maybe 15 years ago, maybe a bit more than that, um, uh, Rachel and I did, we went to, they used to have at the Civic Centre, this is how old it was in Aylesbury, they used to have um, like a New Age festival. And they used to invite Ellsbury Vineyard to go and just have a table there. And so that's an example of people who would be seeking to get insight or to go, you know, people, if you're going to go to a new age festival, you're probably going to be more open than anyone. Yeah. So that's, that seems like a fair, but it's not necessarily the sort of thing, like even if I might be walking through a shopping center, even if I feel God share something about someone walking past me, I might not necessarily do it. It just depends on the circumstances. But um, like my my dad, uh, I'm sh- and I'm sure he won't mind me mind me sharing this. Um, my dad actually prophesied over a a magician in a strip club. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah. So uh, yeah. So my my. My dad, last Christmas, my dad's work do was in a strip club in London. Mm. And um, like the taxi Great. driver pulled up outside this place with, with my mum and dad dressed up and everything. And he was like, he goes, he's like, are you sure it's here? This is definitely where your work's do." And dad was like, yes, yeah, this is the right address. And he was like, uh, um, okay. And my dad, they so said they go down and got on an escalator and went down. He was like... Oh, okay. And he could like clearly see, okay, maybe this isn't exactly the sort of evening I was thinking it was going to be. Um, but yeah, so my dad ended up sat on a table with, with some friends from work who were also Christians that just happened to be placed on this table with some people who, you know, he's friends with and they were Christians. And yeah, he prophesied, shared some stuff with this magician that came to their table. Um, and yeah, my dad said it, seemed to ring true to this guy and it seemed to help him and it seemed to help mm. him make sense of stuff so but yeah that's mm. an that's that's an example my dad doesn't do that it doesn't make a habit of doing that but when maybe in rome. It's just, yeah <laughs> when in rome yeah here's a bit of magic <laughs> for you um <laughs> but uh yeah so not not very often but yeah that was like a long roundabout way of um getting there saying but, when um, the feeling comes it comes yeah yeah exactly but it 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 really depends on the individual and the circumstances, really. So, um, yeah. I guess, because I've gone through this audio from our call the other day, I guess um, I know where, where the clips are. So, I guess I'll take the reins a little bit to guide us through these clips. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm happy for you to do that. So, what we did is Beef got us on a call. The audio in this isn't going to be amazing because it's just from a Zoom call. It's just the audio captured from that. So we we yeah so the audio is just from a Zoom call. It's not the greatest quality, but we're going to sort of jump back and forth between clips from it um, as I've broken it down into little sections because uh, 
Becky and James sort of took turns uh, giving prophetic words to me and Tis or just in general that could be related to either of us. Um, and we've got about half an hour of audio of that. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort of play the clips bit by bit. Yep. So uh, before we start playing, is there anything else you guys want to say about before we start it? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay, so um, in the first clip, this was um, Becky, who was, she sort of took a different, they took sort of different tacks to each other as well, because they, they sort of had a, a day's notice to know they were going to do this of us, and they sort of thought about things. And for her, she said, um, she sort of took the tact of like walking around her home uh, over the day and so, sort of seeing if any objects uh, called out to her in relation to either of us and sort of gathering those and thinking about what they meant and why. So if I could just chip in there, actually probably should have said that, but it was only when you said that I thought, oh, I should probably mention. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, which is why I loved that Becky did that because it sort of proves that or it shows that when people hear from God or where they feel they hear from God, they can hear from him in many different ways. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be if you look in the Bible, it's dreams or visions or just like a feeling that you get. Um, so there's no limit, there's no formula, and and for Becky, it just seemed like that was something she wanted to do. Yeah, that was that cool. that was the method that sort of called out to her at that time uh, as a way to to go about it. And yeah. uh, James took more the tact of just um, taking time out of moments of the day to consider those things. So here later on, when he was mowing the lawn, he was thinking about Tiss. Uh, he was sitting in the dining room. He was thinking about me. And, and we'll, we'll sort of hear from that as we go through. So this first short clip is from Becky talking to me. So I, I just um, asked Bob to, to um, show me a few things that catch my eye just to... Um, inspire me I guess to talk about things and um one of the things I picked up was this little lego man and you see that it's mm-hmm. classic Benny you know he's got um, he's a little spaceman and there are thousands like him all made the same and I kind of um I was thinking of your name Bob there are a lot of Bobs around mm. and it's like you know, there's a lot of Bennies around. <laughs> Not of these little Lego guys that all look the same, but I really felt that um, God was saying, you know, you are really special. That actually there might be lots of Bobs and lots of people that look a bit like you, but that you are really special and that you're really unique and that God is just so, he sees you as something special and something to be prized. Like these little Lego guys are really prized by my kids. You know, and that he really values you, even though you might think you're just a little ordinary guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I definitely agree with that. Mm, Definitely. So there we go. That was the first object, and uh, it was uh, this. This isn't necessarily. Some of these are more words of wisdom. Some of these are like a what if, uh, maybe something from our past, something to think about, maybe something that could happen, and some of them are more general. This was a very general one. Uh, this was just a flattering one towards me. Actually, it was uh, to say that I'm <laughs> unique. I'm a unique person. Yeah, I said this uh, a few weeks ago as well. Did you? What? Yeah, to over text. Bobby? Remember, oh. we were having a big debate, and I was like, "No, Bob, you're very unique." We oh, need... you did say that. Yeah. So I remembered that when she said you, you're Bob's unique. I was like, "Yeah, damn fucking right he is." 
Thanks, guys. I yeah. I think I came out of the whole thing pretty well, actually. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So yeah. So just a general one to start us off with. Um. And then I guess we'll go straight into the second clip. Some of these I'm gonna because there's a lot of clips here. I'm gonna sort of plow through some of these, and some of them I guess we'll have more to, more to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this next clip. Yeah. When you when you asked me to do this yesterday, I was just out cutting the front lawn. And I was thinking about, and, I, and as I was cutting the front lawn, I was, I was thinking about, I was saying, right, God, what is it? What is it that you want me to say? And, um, and one of the first pictures that I got, um, and it is quite specific, and as we said earlier on, you know, we, we can be wrong, but one of the first pictures I got was of a black toenail. And, and now that seems a little bit odd, but I... I then felt God say that um, um, you guys were like, almost like daring God um, to get us, me or Becky, um, to tell to tell you guys something about yourselves that nobody else knows. Because I felt God was saying that you are after proof and you are... Um, you would love to be able to prove to yourself that um, that God is real, and so I don't know. I, I actually, I actually felt like that was for Adam, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and I, I, and I, you know, it's a bit of a wild stab in the dark, and I don't know if that black, that picture of a black toenail, you know, like you know when it, it, you stub your toe or something like that. I don't know if, if that means anything to you whatsoever. It does. It definitely does. Bob, you know this. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, I was thinking, why, why am I relating to this with a black toenail? Okay, that's interesting. I would say that you guys, were, I don't know, beef, beef, were you there at the time? I remember I had, a, my toenails always come off, my big toenails. <laughs> they haven't for a while, but they used to come off all the time when you stub them. And as you say, they just shed this black toenail. And <laughs> Bob, Bob was over once, I remember this. Taking pictures with Bob and the black toenail. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, well, he, he stole my phone, and then when I got my phone back, there's just a million pictures of his toenail across it. That's it. <laughs> and yeah, that I was very him. relevant. And, and I still I, talk to him. And, and actually, what I would say is if you look at that closely there in that top one, can you see it? I mean, in my scruffy handwriting, but can you see it says Adam there? Mm. I know you're looking at it back to front, but. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, and I, yeah, and I just felt like God was the Adam that like God is saying, um, you, you, you really, you're really hoping that I'm real, and you just yeah, maybe waiting so, for the proof. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. Okay, brill. I've prayed, I've prayed to God since I was a kid. Actually, I think I've okay. told you this before. I? I think so. Yeah, it's just something that's been embedded in, within me for a very long time. And it's never left me, even though I don't follow a, a specific religion. It's not something that's ever, yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Yeah. Excellent. Interesting. Cool. So um, that was the black toenail, Tis. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, that. Yeah, that's really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> Uh, because it's not just relevant to me, but it's relevant to you as well. You can remember that. It's something mm. that it's like... 
a very specific memory <laughs> that I wish I didn't have. Yeah, but it's like if if say God was trying to bring something up for me, but also that he could try and tie in with because if he knew that we were saying it on the show and that you were going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been any memory from my life, but because mm. it was a memory from our shared life, that's mm. that's even more of a coincidence. It really made me laugh listening back to this audio because we've never met James and Becky before. That's the whole point of it. Uh, you can't, like, Beef, you said to me, like, if you couldn't do it because you know us too well, you'd be influenced. Um, they mm, had yeah. never met us before, didn't know anything about us. The only thing that Beef had told them beforehand was that neither of us were were Christian. Is that right? Yeah, that was that's yeah. literally the only thing. Yeah. But I just I and I think what's really interesting about this this one, Tiss, is that it's um if if James had said to me, Tell me tell me something about you guys as friends or tell me like a memory that you've had, that would not be No. I'd forgotten about that until I'd forgotten about he mentioned it. Because yeah. on the clip when when he says about it, Tiss is laughing and I can see Tiss on the Zoom call laughing at the time and I'm like, what is he laughing? What the hell is this about? And Tiss is like, Bob knows what we're talking about and it took that for me to even remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think you're I think so you're spot funny. on. It, it it certainly felt to me as if um and this sometimes happens when when people are uh, particularly if it's someone that is isn't a Christian, it's it's almost like um, it's almost like God's way of saying I'm like I'm I'm with you. Like I I know who you are. I know you. Mm. You're not just you're not just some random person. You're I know you, and I know your friendship. And it's almost like it's it's not like because um, James told me afterwards. He said he really wasn't going to share it. He was really close to just. He's like, this is too weird. And it also, it sounds like it might be embarrassing. Like, I don't know what this yeah, means. Yeah, that's a good point. If like if if at any point any of these uh, like clips or things related to things you guys want me to like not include in the episode, please feel free to tell me if we get too close to the bone on anything. It's too late for that. The listeners know everything about yeah, us already. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, I want to address the uh, the praying to God bit because that uh, exactly was that's the next thing I was going to ask because on this on that clip I just played, you also said that sometimes you had prayed, and yeah, that's something so, we've never mentioned on the show and, I, and haven't mentioned to me. Yeah, so when I was a lot younger, I used to go to church and stuff. So I think it's embedded in me from a young age that I just took for granted there was a God and like you know lots of stuff. But uh, so that praying to god is something that is like a go-to even if i don't like part of me uh i haven't done it for a long time but it's that thing where it's like sometimes you get to a point where it's just like come on man like if you do this for me i'll believe in you i will li like what that thing like mm. yeah <laughs> so it's like come on so sometimes i do do that uh and yeah it's just interesting it's just it tight it, it's something that's relevant to me, it's like a sort of secret thing that I do, yeah. like an in-joke with myself, if that makes sense. That's really interesting, because in that clip that we just played as well, James says that he felt like you were almost, um, or either of us, or but it seemed to be more about you, was daring God to tell us something about ourselves as like proof, daring for proof, which felt like what you were just saying there. Like, if you if you're real... 
I'll believe in you if you if you just do this thing. Yeah. And he always does. And then I'm just like, got ya. Right. And then next time I'll be like, I'll believe in you this time. But I just keep him going. <laughs> but that's our thing. That's our thing. He knows. She, he, they know that I'm like this. So one, d- one day me. it will be too much. One day you'll be like, all right. No. So I'll do it. No. God's all forgiving. <laughs> and he just, would, he knows. She, it she just knows. Be your thing. They know. I would say he, but it's 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 a they entity, right? What made me laugh so much about this, though, when I listen back, is that so we, yeah, like I was saying, we didn't know them; they didn't know anything about us. We were thrown into a Zoom call, and from the beginning of these clips, there was maybe ten minutes where we introduced ourselves, and then we went straight into this prophecy stuff. And so it starts off quite gentle. Uh, hey, Bob, I'm a unique person, blah blah. And then all of a sudden, Tiss is talking about his rotten toenails falling off, and I was just <laughs> yeah. like. You know, talk about like getting to know you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> straight in with just like, yeah, my feet are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> just the toenails, just the toenails. Yeah. Uh, feet, feet by their very design are disgusting. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're so strange. Tis, how did that make you feel when when James shared that? What did I don't know? What did you? What, how were you feeling through all that? It's it's a hell of a coincidence, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's that thing. Me and God have this in joke where it's like, yeah, I I don't do believe in you. Maybe not. You know, it's just like yeah. it will mm-hmm. never it will never come to fruition. Well, every everyone's I had never that. don't I don't not believe. You know. It's one of them things yeah. where it's very specific, but it can be very general. Like most people mm. have hurt foot, foot, toenail, fingernail to a point where it's gone black, it's come off, whatever. You've hurt it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So any, he could that say that lot. to anyone and I would be like, oh yeah, well that <laughs> did happen to me once. But for Tiss, it's a, like a recurring nightmare. <laughs> I, I had it. that. When I was a kid, it would be like all the time, like... <laughs> Uh, and every time I'd, you know, I'd play with it and gross people out with it because it's just fun. It's a, fr- it's a free toenail, isn't it? God given. That that's that's the part of the uh, whole prophecy that really stuck with me the most. Anyway, so we, I feel like we've stopped to talk about that one for longer than a lot of these. So let, let's let's move on. Let's play another clip. So when uh, when I was told that your name was Tiss, it reminded me of um, aromatherapy brand Tissera. You know. Okay. And so Tisserone is French and it means a weaver. And I really felt that God was kind of highlighting to me that you are a weaver. And I felt that just like an aromatherapist is an expert at picking out things that are really of value and weaving them together to make something beautiful that smells beautiful, that, that you are an expert at selecting things and then you weave them together to make something that's really beautiful that that really affects the people around you and um i'm not really sure if you're aware of that if that resonates but that's kind of mind yeah definitely that definitely does so that one was another one uh for tiss that was uh from becky this time or she said she felt like it was for tiss so um beef you said that for some of these uh you were unsure whether they they said like it might be for one person but possibly it was for another um yeah. and i think this one was for tiss but mm. on some of these 
that are ahead of us, I'll be interested to know if we think they were for the person that was intended or the other person. Uh, but yeah. this one was, she was talking about weaving mm. and a weaver and the way that uh, she's saying she feels like Tis can select things and weave them together to create something new. Mm. Um, what did you make of that one, Tis? Yeah. Uh, straight away, my first thought was uh, when I sometimes record like sets on tractor with music mixing music together or even when i make my songs it's like mixing samples selecting samples and weaving them together yes even just just selecting the part selecting uh like what drum loop you want to use what this part of that because that's what made me think like i was like oh that's what tis does when he makes music i've seen you make music i've been with you when you made music and i've seen the way you do it and you do take a bit from Mm. there a bit from there and and weave it it's kind of my whole creative process like i used to make a lot of crazy um you know f- collages on my phone and that's the same i'd oh, sample I remember. yeah yeah you oh, know yeah that's it's right, always yeah. sampling it's always taking stuff and weaving it together I, like i can't draw myself so i'll take lots of drawings and mm. meld them together into something weird so yeah yeah it kind of applied in that sense that's interesting yeah, when times when I remember like recording with you, um, the way she said like specifically maybe the the words of like weaving that's what it made me think of. I've seen you like weave different elements into something that you want to make. So yeah, that 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 one did ring true for me as a mm. something towards you. Mm. Amazing. So that's really interesting because I thought of different things when she said that. Um, okay. I didn't even think of the music, which is really. I don't know if that's like a failure on my part as a friend or before you carry on beef. <laughs> yeah. I do I will just say for listeners, um, you won't hear beef on these clips because beef was there, no. but he purposefully didn't interject at any point. And that's been part of the joy. I've been looking forward to recording this because it's getting beef's insight that we weren't allowed at the time. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. 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 And I guess this is probably the first chance where I would I heard what Becky was saying. And I interpreted it differently, um, mm-hmm. which is either just me because I know he was a friend or maybe this would be like a separate part of that word. Um, and that I saw that it's actually uh, the way you live your life. You've woven different philosophies, different ways of living oh. and stuff like that to create something. Because if I'm honest, mate, you're the only you're a very unique friend of mine. When I try to explain who you are to other people, <laughs> you're just like this <laughs> smorgasbord of different things. Um, so this, that's what I saw, I guess, is that you've taken things that you like and put it to create something that works for you, which that's... Mm. That's really interesting. You could say that about the way that all three of us approach uh, spirituality and belief in different ways as well. Like, if you have a firm set idea of of what your spirituality and your belief is and i have Mm. you could say a firm idea but it's completely the opposite in the way that i have no firm opinion at all um whereas tis sort of like he'll i like this message from this religion and this idea and this aspect of spirituality and sort of has his own concept of of spirituality that he will live by which is more fluid Mm. And that is almost like weaving aspects and ideas from different beliefs. Yeah. yeah. See, I would also say that whilst you might not have a very specific set spiritual 
life, Bobby. You definitely, it, when I think of you and, and maybe the, the way that you live and maybe some of the values, you, you're, you probably get a lot of your values from the arts and mm-hmm. from culture. You know, you're, you're probably way more, well, you are more, more cultural than probably than both of us, maybe. And I think it's, you've probably drawn some things from, from Japanese culture that you like and from European culture and from different artists and different musicians. It might be their lifestyles or it might just be what impacts you when you listen to their music mm. or what they might share on social media. So, yeah, I think you, that would be the way, that's the way I've always kind of like viewed you anyway. We're all weavers. Yeah, exactly. We're all weavers, yeah. Uh, so we play another clip? Let's do it. Bob. Um, when I, so, so I am currently, I'm not sat in um, my study at the moment. I'm actually sat in our dining room because if I sit in the study, which is like the opposite room in the house, just like across the hallway downstairs, then um, I thought I'd come in here today because my little boy who's only 19 months old, Rue, he's just gone to bed. And his, his bedroom is directly above the study. So I thought, I know, what I'll do is I'll bring my laptop in, in, in here and um, I'll plug my laptop in and I'll plug my laptop in and put the extension cable down and, and then sat in, in the dining room. Um, and um, in fact, what I'll tell you what I'll do, just, just to give you a little bit of a... So this is the dining room here, look. And I, and I sat in one of those chairs, which usually sits at this, this end of the table. And as soon as I sat down in the chair, bear in mind, I've, I know the chairs, you know, I, I've, sit in, I've sat in them quite a lot when we have guests over for food and stuff like that. I felt really low down in the chair, so much so that I've never, that, I, that I'd never felt quite so low sat down in the chair, you know, before. I've never had that feeling or that sensation before. So much so that I've now got my office chair that I'm now sat on and I wheeled it across the hallway and brought it into the dining room. And um, I just made this, I just made some notes about, I said, God, what, what are you saying? I really feel like you're saying something here. Um, and I really felt that um, God was saying that um, you, you sometimes, I don't know whether you are, I mean, I don't know. I don't, if you'll pardon the pun, I don't know you from Adam. Um, but I, I, I just got the feeling that you are, I don't know whether you are going for a job or whether you are, I've, ri- I've written the word CEO down. I don't know whether you're the CEO of a company. No, uh, not. Um, but I, you're definitely not, okay. No. Um, but I just felt that the chair signified that you feel really quite low down in the and that right. you actually don't really feel like that you're very worthy of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know whether you've had a job offer of late or you've seen a job application and, um, and, and that you've just seen something and, and, and you've just said, um, no, I, I, I could never do that. And just related to that, as I was, I suppose I've got, I've got a prop too, and it's, and it's here. And, and as I kind of like was, I just wandered into the kitchen. I don't know why, I just wandered into the kitchen and I picked up this magazine. 
And I just opened this magazine, and in this magazine, the first page I turned to was it was the picture of this house. Okay. And all the millions of pounds that it is. It's actually <laughs> yeah. three million two hundred and fifty thousand. That is. That is. <laughs> and um, I just felt like God was saying to me that you are searching and searching and searching and even though you would love a house like that you still think that actually you know you'd never really be satisfied it you've story got of my life I'll never be satisfied. sorry say again i said this is a story of my life that i'll never be satisfied yeah and that's what, <laughs> that, what, that is what i feel like god was saying no matter what you have whether it's a house like that or an amazing car, or, you know, and the whole lifestyle trimmings to go with it, I just felt like God says that the only way that you are ever going to find peace and contentment and not to feel so unworthy is by accepting the grace and the love of Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross. I said this uh, to my girlfriend the other day, actually. I said, um, we're talking about, you know, when you talk about winning the lottery, what you'll do and stuff like that. And I said, uh, some people, when they have all the money, they still, they say money doesn't bring you happiness. And I think it comes down to whether or not they are in the mindset already. Like, if you're miserable without money, you're probably going to be miserable with money. Uh, whether or not that's a real thing. We're just debating it a little bit. And then I was like, no, I think I'd be fine. If I got loads of money, I think I'd be happy. And then I was like, I said, actually, I probably won't be. I would probably be just as miserable as I am now. Um, what you're saying then just reminds me of that conversation. You know I'll win really the lottery and then go like re up my antidepressants. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? The uh, next things that I was going to pick up was a little house and the money. Yeah, two things I don't have. There we go. Wow. Um, yeah. And interestingly, just to show to you, there at the top of my number two is your name, Bob. Yeah. What a sad case I am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're What's special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was for me again. And this one uh, was from James. So in that first one, he said he was thinking about Tiss when he was mowing the lawn. In that one, he was talking about um, he took some time in his dining room or his study to sit and um, sort of contemplate a message for me. Um, and this was about uh, work. Uh, he said he was he felt very low down in his uh, chair when thinking about it. He was thinking about job offers. He was looking at pictures of big houses, uh, the idea of searching, dissatisfaction. Um, and this is where I said, like, I'm never going to be satisfied. <laughs> there was this part of the conversation. <laughs> uh, I was quite, like, flippant, I think. But um, hopefully they took it in jail. I was just in jest. But sometimes uh, I think people can think I'm being quite flippant. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they would have taken it fine yeah yeah and actually and and in that clip you also heard becky sort of uh chipping because it triggered some some of the images that she also had a picture of a house so he actually had a picture of a house magazine which triggered something in him and she also had a picture of a house which mm. uh she had linked to me as well and also money um so there we go what did you guys make of that um i i guess 
and and again, this is probably another one that I found it really difficult to keep my mouth shut. Go on, because then. it, I think it's I don't I think I probably agrees a lot with what James was saying. I guess because again because of our friendship, I would be able to articulate in different terms. So I would say you're someone who has. So when the the word low, when he was talking about that, uh, the, what I was thinking was that you have a low, um, not a low value, but it's like the way that you v- view the way the world works. You mm-hmm. don't you don't agree with a lot of it, so you don't agree. So it's almost like you're you have a low opinion of. Uh, that's not really the right the way of saying it, which is why I couldn't really no, articulate it, but. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean, right? Like yeah, you no, disagree you with, and I guess in a way that if you were to take the complete opposite of who you are, it would probably be like a London banker. Oh yeah, because he also said the word CEO came in, so I'd never linked yeah. it the way you had. So you're, you're you're looking at like my opinion is low of the big money, the big job, the big business. Yeah, because you know it will never satisfy you and because you know that ah. largely, largely when you look at those people, you're like, yeah, but you're not happy. That's interesting. And you yeah. say you're not happy because you're going after this, this, you know. I mean, sure, for every one millionaire that's not happy, there's going to be someone who's really happy. Mm. But largely... That would be me. I want to win the lottery. Yeah. Um, but largely money... I think you would probably say that money doesn't bring you happiness. It doesn't fulfil you. And that lifestyle doesn't... I do say that, but I do think uh, with the right person, it would bring happiness. It's weird. I think a lot of people that have money don't deserve it because they don't... They just have money for the sake of like, I've got money. Great. What yeah. What are you doing with it? They just... It's the the uh, quest for money. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I always think, well, if I had money, I would use it to do. I think a lot of people who think this who don't have money like, but I generally think I would use it for good. I would use it to mm. create. I would use it to help uh, organizations I believe in. Like, and it, it frustrates me that people who are callous have money, and mm. that people who are giving don't. But then the people that are giving don't have money because they give it away. So it yeah. is kind of it explains itself yeah. there. But for me, this was, I didn't look at it like the way you have there, which is really interesting because that totally works. The way I more thought of it as like uh, something we've talked about on the show before is uh, I often do get very low down. Um, I would say once a year, I have like a, a pretty prolonged uh, depressive episode. And normally it's revolving around things like work and money. Not ne- not money as much, but work. It's always like, it's always the seed that triggers something is something to do with work. Not necessarily my job itself, but something to do with work normally triggers something. And uh, mm. so that is what it brought it on to me was the low down, the money. I don't have a house, um, which is something that yeah. frustrates me. Um and so, yeah, that was where it linked to me. It is probably all of that. Mm-hmm. I think it probably does include that. Um, and I think it's if I again, if I was to try, if I was to sort of chip in, it, this is where I'd say again, knowing you for years, I think it's when you when you kind of get yourself into that place, you're usually very reflective, and it's usually 
the way you want to use your money to support people is because of injustice and you're someone that wants to fix stuff. And I think it's, so I think the reason it makes you feel that way is because you know it could be so much better. Like mm. if only people with money realised it's like every single day. Um, I saw it on Twitter the other day, which I have no idea how much this dude owns, but is it Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos, the guy yeah, that Yeah, he's the first trillionaire ever. Yeah. Like every someone put on Twitter, every single morning he wakes up and decides not to end world hunger because he could. Mm. Yeah. And I, I, it's that kind of thing which upsets you, I think, that you're someone that you like, yeah, but if only people realised it could be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this one I, uh, this one did really ring true for me, um, especially, like, um, like I say, like I, uh, about once a year I have, like, a real downtime, and during, like, uh, the time where we get in this um, prophecy done, like, I'm really, at the moment, having that time. It's my time of the year. Uh, it's my misery time. Uh, misery hour, <laughs> misery month, or whatever, however long it's going to be this time. But I, I'm sort of on the on the cusp of that as as this prophecy was going on. So that was really interesting that that would come up. Mm. Mm. So yeah, another another good one. <laughs> well, good, bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I think that, I think that one and the I think the, actually I think the last few have been kind of meatier. So let's um, let's skim through some. I think the next few are more. Well, the next few are a bit more like general. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, so let's play the next clip. Okay. So one of the other things I picked up was a pair of headphones. And these are my sons, and they are actually broken. And um, one of the things I felt, and I, I wasn't sure who this was for, so maybe James can add to it, but that that the person who this relates to is somebody who's hearing it, but it's like there's a disconnect, it's broken. And it's like you've been hearing stuff about God, but it just isn't quite connecting. It's like, it's, like you're, it's going into your ears, but it's not connecting. And there's kind of a disconnect there. It's like, it's like you've got the headphones on and you're listening for all your worth, but but it's not quite hitting the mark. You're not quite getting the beat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not quite sure who that's for, but that's one of the things that I that I picked up. I just felt might be relevant. I suppose for either of us that would be relevant. Like as Beef said uh, at the beginning of the call, like neither me or Tis would consider ourselves Christian. Um, but then maybe like. Maybe that's more for Tiss, as Tiss was saying, like, he's, he's not necessarily a believer, but he has, like, spent his life praying to something. So it might be that disconnect that's there from earlier in, in the call. Yeah, maybe. I think me and God are cool, though. I think we're, I think maybe it's for you. <laughs> we're trying to pass it off to each other. I'm but... hearing it message. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh... So this was just a quick one. This was uh, the broken headphones, um, and this she, this was from Becky again. But she wasn't sure who this was linked more to. Um, I think we sort of, I think on the episode I said I think this is more for Tiss, and Tiss said it's it's more for me when we was recording when we had the actual prophecy. But <laughs> yeah, what was the thing about the broken headphones? It said it, she said it felt like it was a disconnect from from God or a disconnect from um spirituality. Yeah, no, I yeah. I I feel more on the the black toenail one where it's like, nah, me and God are cool. We're connected. I tell you that what that was a sign of him being like, What's up, motherfucker? 
Let's play. I'm going to play the other, the next clip now because. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that in your head, God is Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play the next clip right now, actually, because it continues directly on from the headphones thing, and we can talk about them both mm. together. Yeah, um, it's interesting because um, that's. I think that relates to my point four, um, which I felt um, was for Tiss. Um, and, um, and, and as soon as Becky picked those headphones up and they were, they were broken, I just got, so it's, yeah, I like that, yeah. So I, I, I got this feeling, and, and Tiss, you, you, you do not, I just want to say you don't have to admit to this. So I'm not going to say anything bad, but this, this affects cool. lots of people in lots of different ways what I'm about to say. So you don't have to give it away if this is how you feel. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Um, but I felt that as soon as I was looking at my notes and, and then as soon as Becky held those um, uh, headphones up, I've written for my, for, for my number four and I'll just read what you, what I've written. Suffers with anxiety. And not only that, but within that anxiety, you you blame yourself for that anxiety in some way and you wish that it would just go away. And you want to, you have this overwhelming feeling that you just want it to go away and it won't. And then I put a little arrow that kind of, I wrote another, and then I wrote 0.5 down. And I thought, and all of a sudden I just thought, no, those two things are related. So I, I wrote like, I wrote a long arrow down to the, next, to the next point. And I, and I felt in my spirit that God, had, God was saying that, um, that that is, that anxiety in part is related to a funeral that you never quite got over. Um, and I, you know, and, and, and I don't know, and I don't know whether that is whether that is the case or not, or whether that kind of like rings anything with you um, uh, at all. Um, and yeah, and I don't know. You know, again, we don't have to dwell on that. We don't have to discuss it. We don't have to talk about it. Um, but that is what I was saying. And so the broken headphone thing, oh. automatically, I, I thought to myself that headphones go over your head you know, like the ones um, the Bob is wearing. Um, and it, and they go over your brain, almost. You know what I mean? Over your skull, over your head. Uh, and almost like um, that's where you feel your anxiety comes from, that it's all in your head. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I could definitely relate to those points. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. That's interesting because some of that stuff, stuff that we talked about on the pod previously as well at different times. So that's interesting. Yeah. So that, that clip was James, which continued on from the headphones thing because um, he said it, it also linked to something that he felt was due for, to TIS. Um, he talked about um, the headphones to him. He also had an image of something similar, feeling like it was over the head. Um, mm. and he said it linked to, um, 
anxiety, uh, like feelings that are in your head, something covering your head, um, the idea of like blaming yourself. Um, and he also talked about um, specifically towards the end of that, he also brought up the idea of a, f- a possible funeral, a previous funeral that was uh, never sort of, you never got over um, yeah. as possibly related. So he related that to you, Tiss. I didn't know how much you felt any of that related to you. I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to speak for you, but I felt that maybe the funeral side could apply more to your recent history. I don't know. No. Well, see, when he talked about the the initial start, I felt was definitely for you. Mm. Um, The funeral definitely more rang true for me. Uh, yeah. But not for recent, that would be a childhood event, which mm. has been hypothesized by many people as like a trigger for many of my insecurities and weird feelings. Um, so that was interesting. But then um, I think it's weird. I feel like this was like a real mash between thoughts that were related to you and things that were related to me sort of melding yeah. together. Because actually recently I've had a massive breakthrough with anxiety and uh, and uh, blaming myself. And mm-hmm. I've actually come through the other mm. side of that where I don't care as much anymore. Yeah, that's great. Which is great, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if it was a few months back, I would have been like, yeah, preach. That's me. That's yeah. me. But uh, yeah. it, it was just it, the I time think... when it was prophesized. It felt actually... Maybe, maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe it is there, but maybe it felt like I was like, "Nah, man, I'm I'm through this. I'm through this." Mm. But who knows? Yeah, I I certainly felt as if this was. I was trying to pinpoint this because it starts off quite general in that all three of us at some point over the last few years have struggled with anxiety and mm. uh, to an extent depression and which is why when James was speaking, I was thinking, okay, well, so far this could kind of be for, for me even like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've certainly had a, a recent like issue and, um, but it, yeah, when it got to the, and I was like, well, who is it? Who is it? And then I think, yeah, when, when he said about the funeral, I, I yeah, I, I certainly thought, well, that was more for you, Bobby. Um, but also, it's one of those things that sometimes maybe broken headphones because we all wear headphones. It was for the pod. It was the, for the whole pod, for all of yeah, us. Yeah, oh, that's be. why the the message links to all of us. The pod has disconnected from God a little bit, and that's why we're doing this episode. Boom! <laughs> that's the message. I think it was. Um, yeah, sometimes when you're prophesying, particularly when you get into the swing of it, thoughts can come quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's really difficult this is this is kind of in the middle or we're like into the the rhythm of it now and it sort of feels like sometimes it's hard to define is that just me is that who's that for and sometimes you just have to go for it and say this is what i think i don't know who this is for which is kind of what james did um yeah. well this this so, was this was like a real like this was like becky bought it up and then James ran with it and it was sort of a back and forth between them and I feel like the message was a real back and forth between me and Tiss because it started off like I was like I don't know who this is for and then it got into the anxiety stuff which like you say is something that a lot of people um, 
deal with at different times, but it's something that I normally, between us three, associate with Tears. Um, probably the same way that uh, it's like Tears is the poster child for anxiety in the group, and I'm the I'm I'm like <laughs> Mister like Depression Man um, or whatever. <laughs> uh, so I related that way more to Tears, but then when the funeral thing came in and it talking about previous effects of, of, of a funeral that came way back to me mm. yeah certainly and that would have been events that happened when i was like eight years old yeah um without you then going into detail how did you feel like that was intrusive did you feel no i don't i don't mind cool no i don't mind and not as if james would be brash about anything particularly if it's something like that you're not gonna but yeah Cool. Well, well, the 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 funeral stuff, that stuff, we may may uh, as a little teaser may come up later. I uh, maybe something in a later clip brought that back to me again. Mm. So we'll see. Mm. So we'll see. But let's play the next clip, which is a kind of short one, and I'm not. I didn't know what to make of this one, so I'll be interested. So this is uh, James again. This, I just felt God also say to me as I was sat here and I was making some notes. And so a couple of the things that came out, like the black toenail um, and um, the, the anxiety thing, that, that, that came to me um, when I was cutting the lawn. Um, and, oh no, sorry, sorry, no, no, that's not true. The black toenail came to me. And so the anxiety thing came to me as I was sat here making just, in my quiet prayer time earlier on before we started just making some notes that's what I just wanted to do um and there was something else that came to me as I was cutting the lawn and it might be just because I was on the lawn you know who knows but I just there's just this thing there was this thing about football and the fact that one of you I feel and I don't I can't I can't make my mind up which one it is so I'm not even going to bother because that's guessing and that's silly um, um, is a bit brassed off because they never quite made it. They'd got the potential to do really well in footballing circles, but you never quite made it. And I don't know if that resonates with either one of you in any way, shape or form, or it's a desire, it was a desire of your heart that that's what you wanted to do. Uh, I will duck out because I am incapable of anything sporting okay <laughs> I was about to say I couldn't imagine Bob becoming a footballer <laughs> uh, I, yeah I, I wasn't great at football but I used to love football as a kid uh, which is yeah affected me obviously through life maybe not footballing but something to do with football yeah I probably would have wanted to do that for a long time my brother was a football coach as well. Okay. It was the uh, the football clip. Yeah. Uh, so something related to football, possibly ideas of desire, the frustration at having never made it. Yeah. I know. I. <laughs> this is a this is like clutching at straws. But I when I was a kid, I used to uh, I used to play with. I used to commentate. Football commentate on toys, <laughs> <laughs> and when I was watching that Andrew Cotter uh, Mabel and Olive video that went viral, I did feel a little bit upset that I hadn't pursued football commentary as a as a, 
career because I could have been commentating on dogs right now with a very high level articulation. Uh, which is your dream job. That's clutching at straws though. I would say this is the only one where I couldn't I couldn't relate it to anything mm. in, in particular of of all I've got 12 clips here and this is of the only clip where I was like I'm not really sure where to, what to make of that at all. Yeah, I think this would And it, for me it didn't feel anything related to me at all. No, I think this would and I think James, you know, James says at the start I'm pretty sure that you know we couldn't get stuff wrong and Yes. I think this was this is probably one that is wrong um mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily uh yeah there's almost like no malice in it it's just yeah. sort of a hit and a miss and this is maybe a miss um which yeah James would he acknowledged at the start so well this next clip is definitely not a miss i got um one more thing really that i think i see i picked up this um joke book and it's a, it's called a barrel of fun and i really felt this was bob <laughs> And I, I don't say? know um, <laughs> that I just felt like God really loved your sense of humour, and that it's not something that everybody might get all the time, but that actually that He thinks you're a barrel of fun, and that, that you're really that that really pleases Him. Your sense of humour and actually how you affect the people around you is that um, yeah, this is you. This this barrel of fun on the joke book. Someone's got to like it. I knew there was someone out there who would appreciate my sense of humour. You just didn't know it was gone. <laughs> no, it's finally, finally it's been revealed to me. <laughs> I like that. The uh, appreciated sense of humour. Unique. Yeah. I'm coming out of this pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Absolutely. Amazing. So in that one, uh, we'll gush about my incredible sense of humour. oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so it was the image of the joke book and uh, not everyone getting my um she calls it a unique sense of humor i guess i take that as a compliment um but you know what Mm. apparently god digs it so yeah god digs it um and yeah that it gives positive effects to others around me sometimes i don't know i'd say so well i I would say we, me and Tiss probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for some of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see. This we're is where I said we're not here for your money. This, well, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, where I said I came off quite well in this because I've started off being uh, a very unique person at the beginning. Now I'm getting my sense of humour praised. So, yeah, this is where I'm feeling good about myself. G- mm. God knows, with you, he has to schmooze a bit more because you're more of a non-believer so he's got to really buy you up yeah, for me it's just like <laughs> black black toenail mate he's giving me like a compliment sandwich like you're really unique all that depression yeah. stuff though but your sense of humor yeah classic move classic mm. move compliment sandwich classic right. god <laughs> it's interesting yeah i guess you you did get more um I think we talk about it's yeah more a word of um, knowledge or like just more confirming things about your character. Mm. I think you got more of those than Tiss did. Mm. So th- this next one for Tiss though is another one that was bang on. So let's listen to this. I've just got a couple of things. One of the things that I've forgotten to, to mention over the anxiety thing, Tiss, um, if it does mean anything to you at all. Yeah, um, and I and I put another I put another arrow to this all the way all the way down as well. 
because I've, I've, circ- I've, so I've circled I've circled the word anxiety there and that arrow goes, goes all the way down to something else as well. So I'm sorry, I, I'd, I'd forgotten to mention it to you. Um, but I just felt like one of the things that God said about that is, is that you are a person and, and I'm going to repeat what I've written because it's quite, it's quite specific, that you are a person that longs for stillness. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm not going to add anything to that because that's, I put, you long for stillness. They are the four words that I've written down there. And actually, and then, that work painting. Interestingly. Yeah. yeah. I've got a painting of a little person on a quiet beach with the peace. Mm. And, and that was one of the things that I wondered, you know, whether this would resonate as well, that, you know, you just long to get away from it all, somewhere quiet, or it's just you. I think there's a dog in this painting. I'm not sure. Um, Hell yeah, that's a dog. That's me and a dog. There's yeah. a dog in the middle of nowhere, that's- Peace and quiet. That's probably the most painting. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Excellent. And this was another one that started with James, or it starts with one of them and and the other carries on, but this one started with James. um, And he brings up the anxiety thing again, but then he also brings up like a longing for peace and stillness. And then Mm. that related to another object that Becky had, which was a, a painting of a man alone on a beach with a dog and uh yeah tis was just like yep of Hell course yeah, yeah. <laughs> longing for peace is the only longing that happens in my life yeah peace. it was stillness and relaxation stillness and mm. peace yeah for sure i guess everyone longs for that though right well i'm not not Surely. i do but this is not necessarily like i love the hustle and bustle of a city oh stillness is the one though have you ever actually <laughs> like oh just just sat there and thought about absolutely nothing and just felt never just the moment just stillness. I wish, There's no I wish my brain would let me think about nothing. That. Like that's my dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, this is definitely Utis. And I think it's I think all of us want there's a difference though between I get to the end of the day and as much as I've enjoyed my day with Joel, when he goes to bed I'm like, Oh, sweet, sweet relief. <laughs> like I get to choose now what I want to do, you know. And I've had a great day. We've we've he's he's so much fun to be around and actually going through lockdown having him around has been really great. Um yeah. but yeah, when I get to the evening I'm like, yes, peace. But you I think it's more like a, a deeper thing. It's probably more a spiritual thing as well. Like you and actually when Becky bought that painting out, I was like, You got it. Yeah. It was I was like, Yeah, that's definitely that's what you want really and it's it's that it's longing for something a bit deeper i think than just me wanting to play the playstation in the evenings <laughs> <laughs> i do have that but yeah which definitely isn't very peaceful with the games i'm playing at the minute anyway uh. <laughs> so let's play uh, another clip now this is just uh, this is a bit of a shorter one and so when i sat down in the dining room um, you you might notice this picture behind me here on the wall. Yeah. Some some people love it and some people hate it. Um, and my sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, and one of the and one of the one of the things about this picture behind me on the wall 
is that as soon as one of you saw that and noticed that tonight on this Zoom call, because obviously you can, you can see it behind me, there is something about that picture that one of you doesn't like. And I've written, and I've written that down as well. And I think, and God was saying that there is something from your past that has reminded you, your, that picture has reminded you from something of your past that, that was, I just feel like God was saying it's the word hurtful. Mm. Um, and, I don't, and I don't know whether that, it, it might, you know, and again, you don't have to explain, you, just, you know, you just take that away. No, when um, I was drawn to it, I'll be honest, um, but and I don't know, maybe subcon had like some sort of subconscious feelings or something like that. But that is something that I was drawn to, um, but I wouldn't be able to place why or when or there was some there was something about it though. So that's mm. interesting. Okay. okay. So this was uh, James again, and this was him talking about uh, a picture that was on his wall. So behind him where he was sat in the Zoom call, he said that he felt um, that the picture itself had maybe brought up some sort of uh, feeling or it attracted either mine or Tiss's attention. And it was sort of like an abstract black and white um, painting. Mm. And he mm. said that there's some, possibly some sort of love or hate or something that could possibly uh, bring something from one of ours past up or remind us of something. Uh, Tiss, I wondered if, if this brought anything for you. It didn't actually, no. I only noticed the painting once he had drawn attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I said to, I said at the time uh, to him like I I had it had attracted my attention like as soon as the the call had started, uh, mm. and at the time I had said I didn't know why and maybe it was something subconscious, um, but and then reflecting on it and thinking about it more like I still don't know why, but it might it could literally just be as simple as like, hey, I know this caught one of yours attention, and it did like yeah. it did like I did notice it straight away, but it didn't. Mm. I d it didn't bring up like the love hate feelings for me. It just kind no. of it did remind me that something though. Like he said, oh, I feel like it reminds you of something in your past, and I kept trying to place what it reminded me of, but I couldn't think what it was, and I still can't. So it did bring up that feeling, but it's only as vague as that. Mm. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It's kind of like a yeah. I'm not really sure when it's when it's a word like that. It's yeah. And he did only sort of bring. This wasn't like one of his sort of more um sort of insightful or like more like sat and thought about things it was almost just like he had brought this like off the cuff into it like it had mm. come to him at the time so it was um it wasn't as like concrete as like the the money stuff or the the black toenail it was just like oh i just had this sort of like thought i wondered if this means anything it was more mm. sort of like a side note uh so let's do, let's go into this next clip which is also from james I've just got I've just got one other thing to share, really, and then and then that's it. I'm done. Um, so I'd, I'd set the laptop up, and then um, we have this bit of routine where Ray, my wife, you know, um, takes little man to bed, and then as she's taking him to bed, I warm his bottle of milk up, 
in the microwave and then I take it up and I say my goodnights to him and Rachel feeds him and then tops him up with this bottle of milk. And, um, and as I was walking up there, having made most of these, I've made all these six notes here. My seventh note, um, I, I came, I just felt, um, I, as I got to the, the stairs, I got this like real, real heaviness in my legs. And I, and I, and I said, and I just, I just said to God, I said, what are you saying? What are you saying to me, God? And anyway, I went in, got distracted, kissed my little boy to goodnight and came back downstairs. And then, so my seventh point um, was this, and I don't know if this relates to either of you, and I'm not going to stick anybody's name on it because God didn't tell me that. He's, he's told me about Adam's black toenail. You know, he doesn't have to tell me about this, but I wonder if... I wish you know, he didn't. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could do about Bob, remembering that. You know, and you with the chair and, you know, and all that kind of stuff and what have you. Anyway, so and there's some, I felt in my spirit that there was something that God was telling me that there was something in either of your lives where there's something about somebody being paralyzed from the waist down yeah. and you struggle to get to grips with a God that would allow that to happen because I felt that God said that this person that is paralyzed from the waist down is somebody that you know or it's somebody that you're quite close to and when you see that person you you struggle with that um and um uh, and, and again I, I don't know if that does resonate with either of you um but anyway that's it i'm not going to add, add to anything that god hasn't said you know what i mean that's that's not the that's not the idea to flatter it up that's as far as it goes um i can definitely um you know without too much sort of gymnastics link that to something relevant to me um i don't know about tis for that one yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, that that sort of uh, sort of triggers some sort of um, memories uh, or feelings within me. Um, those comments, yeah. Okie dokie. So in that one, he talks about um, having a feeling of heaviness in his legs uh, walking up the stairs when he was thinking about the um, prophecies, mm. and the heaviness in his legs made him think of us and the prophecy and he wondered if that was linked to anything uh, possibly a paralysis from the waist down of something and um, the, if that is linked to either of us we'd always sort of wondered like why is this if there's a god why would they allow this kind of thing to happen why would they allow this kind of struggle and maybe that is what causes our struggle with acceptance of religion um, mm-hmm. so Tis, did that link anything to you? I think on the, on the clip I said that I could feel links to that, but I wondered if you did or not. Uh, no, not really, no. Um, mm. So, th- yeah, this did, this did like sort of ring true a little bit to me. I don't know how much any of this has to do with my religious beliefs or anything, uh, but mm. 
we uh growing up i had a very close family member um that was severely disabled and um that did or that did lead to a funeral as a young as me as a young child going to a funeral of a direct family member who had suffered from severe um disability so i'm wondering if those things are all linked in some way because it did involve like not being able to walk and those sort of things um so to me like that sort of linked back to the previous one or could have potentially done that oh i see oh right yeah i mean obviously this is for your interpretation only really because it's such a specific and intense Mm. thing um but yeah it if it was me i would say that it's yeah that's that seems to apply to those those memories that you've got and those feelings Mm. um and i and and it's no carry on no i was just gonna say it's weird when you when 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 you give a word like that but also when you when you hear it and you receive it it's um it, it it always feels like a weird thing to give because you you're not really sure why god would it's almost like god is acknowledging that he didn't do something oh right okay i'm with you do you know what I mean? You're like, why would you? And it's, but or is it more that you'd be thinking, is it God acknowledging that, you know, life isn't, you know, and I guess as a Christian, I would link this to the fall of man, that mm-hmm. because of the fall, that life is not as God planned. He's not as he intended it. And so therefore tragedy happens all the time mm-hmm. and we can't, we don't know why. And, this is this is the age old suffering question, you know, and I've got tons of examples of things happening where I'm I've been left praying, why, yeah. you know, on asking God, almost like explain yourself. And it's at times it's been anger and it's been stuff that's happened to us, like personally or it's a friend, and I'm like, don't I don't get it, I don't understand, and um. Yeah, so I always feel like it's a weird one, and I've had I've done it a, a couple of times, and it's like, well, why would you highlight that if if you were God? Mm. Um, but then I've never received anything like that, so I, yeah, maybe it's been helpful in some ways. But the who um, knows? you you said a lot of it is about interpretation, and I think that is the key to it. So if he says these words, and for me, it automatically makes reminds me of this thing in my past. Mm. then the way I've interpreted is the more is the most important part of that message is what does this make me think of right and Mm. even if someone is not religious um or in any way and they're listening to this you know a positive way to look at it would be to say well this is uh an exercise in self-reflection if someone thinks about you and says these are the words I thought of what do you make of it? It's almost like a positive word association to reflect on events of your life. And you could see it as like that. So if he's saying, you know, heaviness and legs, paralysis, and earlier in the conversation he said funeral, and then and previously talked about lowness, you know, to me that links all that you, many people, like I've said, have hypothesized, maybe like my depressive tendencies have do trigger back to like these incredibly Mm. tragic um events from my childhood um so bundling them together is that just the way i've chose to interpret them because these things are subconsciously always in my mind 
and mm. to reflect on those things. So, you know, you could see it as, as a, a spiritual or religious exercise or an exercise for self-reflection. Yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. Um, yeah, and I guess it's it's almost like, um, yeah, it's almost like if, if if you were to look at it from from my point of view as a Christian, it's almost like God's acknowledging that you've gone through stuff that's been difficult and traumatic, and life isn't fair. And um, yeah, I could go on and on about things that that happen. And I think it's it's probably it's the one thing that I find myself talking about the most on Twitter mm-hmm. because it, it seems to be about so much right now that for some reason, if you're a Christian, you're protected from tragedy. Oh yeah, yeah, I see um, a lot of this going on, and it's just simply not true. Um, it's not true at all. So I don't I don't understand why people would think it is. So it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. So I'm going to play the final short clip now. And this is mostly just um, just a little wrap-up of the conversation that we had. Okay, awesome. So, I mean, it it was really hard keeping quiet. Yeah, I was. I kept wondering if Beef was going to interject at any time. Uh, it was interesting just watching him observe. Yeah, because there, yeah. There, were, there, were, there were pieces where I feel like I... Um, could have jumped in and yeah, and kind of pushed because I'm like, I can see, you know, I could see some of those. Um, yeah, I could just see some of it, you know, and I would have added my piece, but I didn't. I didn't want to do that. Can I just say something else that I feel that God is is saying to me in this moment? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, two things. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't understand. I, I, I don't get it really. But to the side of to the side of me here, and I'll just I'll, there you go. Um, is a is a drinks cabinet, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I and I don't I don't know if that means anything to anybody. It's it, it's mainly got champagne in that we've never drank that we've we've, we've had over the years, um, and um, I don't know whether that signifies the fact that somebody likes a really nice lifestyle or whether somebody's got issues with alcohol. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't know really. Uh, but the other thing as well, just as we were talking and thinking that it was about to get wrapped up, I just felt God has just said to me that one of the things that he wants to make explicitly clear is that this is not a fortune telling exercise. Mm-hmm. Prophecy is nothing about that. Prophecy comes out of grace and peace and hope and love. It is not something that is done with tarot cards or no. another thing like that. Um, it's, it's, yes, it's for people's gain when we prophesy over somebody because we've said it's all good stuff. But God says he gives it because it comes out of his glory. And actually, the glory is all for him. It's not selfish, it's selfless. Right. Uh, and I, I just felt that I, I just, I just felt, I just feel like God is saying he needs you to understand. You know, he needs you to understand that, whether you did or not. And I'm sorry, I, I don't want to teach grandmother to suck eggs, if the saying goes. No, of course, and uh, because it's 
it's something that I had no idea of and I presume just didn't either. Um, and I'm yeah. sure Beef will explain <clears throat> more and teach us more about it when we record the full episode. Um, but that's part of what this is really about. It's about us learning about something that we're not aware of and in turn putting that out so that the listeners can learn as well. So there may be some listeners and me to even a certain degree would think, oh, it's, it's like the Christian version of Fortune Time, right? And I think that's what a lot of people think. And so that is why this was a topic I was really looking forward to covering because I like to learn about things that I don't, from, from people with different uh, ideologies and interests to me and beliefs, what it is that they believe and, and for them to present that in a way to help me understand. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the, the podcast we put out does that for other people as well. Excellent. Good, fantastic. And in amongst that, he also talks about possibly, he re-establishes what we said at the beginning about, this is James saying about it not being a fortune-telling exercise uh, and more, like we said, it's words of wisdom and, like I said, word association, things like that. Um, And he also says uh, maybe there was a link, he felt some sort of link to the alcohol cabinet in the corner and all I could think at that time was I could really do of a beer. (laughs) (laughs) we all needed a drink after that yeah yeah so uh he said maybe one of you enjoys having a few beers or maybe something deeper something like alcohol issues i don't think any of us have any alcohol issues personally um but you know none of us will say no to a tipple when the uh right (laughs) in the right circumstances So, uh, yeah, Definitely. so that was great. And thanks so much to James and Becky for sort of going through that with us, even though we're like filthy non-Christians. Uh, thanks for like guiding us through um, the the prophetic reading. And I think that's yeah. the end of the clip. So I'm going to hand it back over to Beef now. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was really good to go back through individually and, and just revisit some of them and i'm glad that we all kind of because you said to me at the time you said i'd be interested to hear your interpretation so i'm pleased that the places where i felt like there was a word given that but it was actually for someone else mm-hmm. i was pleased that i um, that i interpreted that right um but it was so difficult to not chip in particularly where it, it's almost like there were times where James, you could see James and Becky and in my head, I'm like, you've said it and you're really close. If you just mm. knew this little detail, but obviously that's, that's cheating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it, it's like, um, it's not that you can't as, as a Christian, you can't prophesy over someone who you're close to because you can, um, but it doesn't impact them in the same way. I mean, I mean, it does to a degree, because you you know that it comes from a place of love and wanting to like support and encourage people um but it yeah it doesn't really carry the same weight as it might do if like you guys you know not knowing Becky and James so yeah i guess i would kind of wrap up having just looked at audacity and seen how long we've recorded this is going to be our longest ever episode <laughs> and I've just put out the longest ever episode of Known For, so this is like the, the heaviest <laughs> editing month for me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a bit shocking. Oh, Sorry God. about that. But um, with the just... extra half hour of clips, this will still be one of our longest episodes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's been really good. Like, it's been a real interesting, meaty episode. 
Mm. So hopefully, listeners, you've stuck with it and um, we'd love to hear your feedback in all the usual ways that Bobby will go through when we wrap up. I'll do it um, super I, quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but thank you for sticking with us. And it, it's it's definitely, it's not a subject that can be glossed over quickly. If, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it properly. And I guess we could have done it over two separate episodes but it, we could have we could have done it like the Ouija episode where I talked about Ouija and then I did the experiment and we could have talked about it and then done mm. the reading but uh, here's a big big meaty one for you we don't we don't really do these big meaty ones all the time so here we go but um, big meaty bishop I guess if we just, <laughs> oh. beat your meat I to guess this, if guys. um if if I was just going to wrap up in one way it would just be to ask both of you briefly how would you sum up your experience with all this positive yeah i i like i said i approached it the same way i did with the tarot reading and the astrology like okay this is something i don't know anything about i'm just gonna like really be open-minded and go for it and i actually think what i took out of it more was listening back and going through it now with you guys like for me the the real revelation was the moment i made towards the end of that when i I said about think of this as a self-reflection exercise as a meditation exercise uh, as Mm. a word association exercise and i've actually was listening to um sermon today uh this week at work and i found it very positive to listen to not in a religious aspect but in a self-reflection and meditation aspect and when it came to the moment of prayer during the sermon i just the 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 person who was hosting the sermon said you know if you if you're not religious, just take this moment to reflect on the previous week and think about things that have stood out to you this week. And I found it so relaxing and revitalizing and a moment of thought in the day um, that I think interesting. sometimes these things, even if you don't have a belief, even if you don't have a faith, can be very positive to help you reflect on yourself. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. I like that. And Tish, you said you found it positive. Yeah, really positive. Uh, everything what Bob said as well. Just uh, it's nice to unpack it with you guys as well. Maybe that was part of the intention. Mm. Uh, the stuff that was said was sort of relevant to you guys as well. It's not like just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the, a lot of the information we could discuss and and you both... Uh, could comment on it and like we could comment together which is good mm. Mm. Oh, that's awesome um we can edit this out but i'm curious as to what like where what sermon did you listen oh, to i'll talk about which... it and i'll talk about it in the outro i've got something i was gonna oh, talk okay about. actually i'll talk about oh, okay, it now um so uh peter laws who we've had on the show before Ah, okay. He's just released a new podcast called. Um, so it is a sermon, but it's not. It, it's not a traditional sermon. I thought I'd check it out because uh, friends of Peter on social media. But he just mm. started a new podcast called the Creepy Cove Community Church Podcast. Yes, and yeah, it's. Yeah. I thought I'd give it a go, and I really enjoyed it. And it's very silly and has sound effects and voices, and it takes place on a fictional island where like all horror films have actually happened. Um, and P- Reverend Peter Laws is the new minister at this church. And But during the episode, it is just a, an elongated sermon, which makes references to horror films and stuff. But it is a sermon, and it does have prayer, and it does have him and stuff in it. But the way oh, cool. it does it with things that are relevant to me, like I like horror films, I like these things, 
really mm. made it something that I could enjoy. And I, I sort of did promote it on Twitter a little bit. So if you want to listen to that and give it a go, yeah, the Creepy Cove Community Church podcast is a really good one. Awesome. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm just about done. Thanks for thanks for that. I'd forgotten he'd started that this week. I saw that on Twitter, so I'll have to give, yeah. it, give it a go. It's really silly, but like it's really good. Like It has the right amount of silliness for me. Like It worked for me. Awesome. We like a bit of silly. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, I think we're I think we're just about done yeah, now. Yeah, so God, I'll hand this is going to be longer than our Transylvania <laughs> episode. So I'll be super quick with the outros. So, pet of the week. First of all, guys, you wanted a dog last week. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to give you the cat now that we pie passed. So this is the same owner. Uh, so this is Ringo the cat. Ah. Oh. <laughs> And uh, that's the same owner. That's Katie's cat. Katie, for giving us two amazing pets, consecutive pets of the week, you are now listener of the week. Listener of the week. So, wow. Katie Moore, listener the of the week. House. for providing your cats. And Thank you very much. Cats and dog, cat and dog, pets. There's been so many uh, pet of the week stuff coming in, like <laughs> getting inundated <laughs> now. Um, but, yes. So, we're not this stopping is what anytime we soon. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> don't send them. We've got we too want. many. It means keep sending them. Like <laughs> this is we like it. You can so never have many, enough but... dog and cat pictures. Yeah, it's great, and and we're getting some other animals as well. So that's even more interesting. We actually started this podcast so we could date a harvest people's pet pictures, and now yeah, well... it's finally in full swing. <laughs> well, we we've got recent, enough this listeners. week we hit the five year anniversary <laughs> of Weird Tales, and we wow. finally hit the end game of it. This is what it's all been about: five years this leading up to it's pet all pictures. Been about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, happy five year anniversary, guys! For like a few days ago, amazing, I know, right? Five years. Yeah. And by the end of this year, we'll hit episode one hundred and fifty. We're going to end this year on episode one hundred and fifty. <gasps> wow! And we're going to—I no think we're just going to do a big Q and A episode. So, listeners, long time listeners, new listeners, send us loads of questions. We're just going to have a big old love in answer questions and and talk about the show for episode one hundred fifty. I mean. You can get your questions in now, but it's not going to be till the end of December. So, you know, don't, no rush yet. We will remind you again. Yeah. Uh, so I'll quickly, really quickly run through the outro stuff. If you want to get in contact with those questions or anything else, unexplainableuk at mail.com or go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com where you can also contact us. You can find links to our social media accounts. You can find ways to support us. You can go and buy merch on TeePublic uh, from the link there. You can also go to patreon.com slash bobshoy. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. That's my name. Uh, don't wear it out. You can go there uh, to support me for my time editing this show as well as my other shows, Five Minute Folklore and Known For, a filmography podcast. Go and listen to those. They're good fun. Very different to this one. This is the quickest I've ever done outro. Uh, you can also go to uh, bobshoy.bandcamp.com where you can buy bonus episodes. Uh, there's some weird news on there. There's bits and bobs all over. Go, go and have a look on there and buy some bonus episodes. Oh, done. Outro. Well done. Yeah. Beautiful. And a shout out to my sister, Abby, who got some grief. from. She's a copper. She got some grief this week and then ended up going viral on social media. So if you saw a young girl copper get a grief for wearing a Union Jack on a uniform, that was my sister. Very tyrannical, that was. Yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. It was very nonsensical. Oh, um, ridiculous. Yeah. And I think we've finally done the longest episode of Weird Tales ever. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Beef. It was great fun. Thank you, Beefo. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad. It was kind of a different feel, certainly to last week, but it was hopefully still good. Yep. 
So, yeah, thank you, guys. So, uh, in two weeks' time, I've got a really good episode of Weird Tales Revisited with Rick. Uh, We are recording that very soon. That's going to be up in two weeks from this episode. And then we'll be having a month off, and then we'll be back with another great batch of episodes, starting off with a discussion episode, which Tiss has put forward, which I think is going to be really good. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. Well, we're done. Yeah, until next time, lovely lots. Prophecy you later. Yeah, and oh. Tiss, Tiss, I'm gonna finally put in your uh, song that you sent me for the episode two episodes ago that we didn't use. Sweet. So outro Enjoy. music by Tiss, one of Tiss's new tracks this week. And Beef, do it again one more time. Until next time, prophecy you later. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
Yeah, so Rachel teaches inflation by using Freddos. Um, How would you inflate a Freddo? No, not inflation as in like blowing it up. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> No, they um <laughs> We got a big one, boys. <laughs> uh, sorry. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.